Hello everybody, this is the Fat and Weak Podcast, and I'm Daniel. And I'm Russell. So and how's your, um, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling really good. You know, it's, it's much easier to do a podcast on these things when you've actually been following your plan. <laughs> you know, it, it's very easy to procrastinate recording when you know you are having to say that you haven't done anything yet, right? Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, but since the last time we did a podcast, uh, this is podcast number five, and uh, I've done really well. I've I've tweaked uh, my plan a little bit, and I've been consistent with it, and kind of pretty proud. And uh, also got your mom involved, so she's actually worked out two days in a row with me. That's good. Yeah, that's surprising. I never thought mom would actually start doing something like that. Well, what's interesting is her idea. So she's the one that said, well, can you find something we can do together? Because yeah, I, I, I talked to her, I think it was two weeks ago or a week ago about, because I knew when, when we lived here about a year ago, I told, she was working out in Zumba and doing Zumba classes. And I was like, why don't you do that again? Yeah. And maybe it sparked something, I don't know. Yeah, and so I'd never thought of it. And you know, it, it is a little bit of a, hit to your ego and pride and one of the things I wanted to do with this podcast is not be that person you know to go in and just you know I'm not ashamed of even if I go down to like you know a walk is one minute that's where you know it is what it is you know and the goal is going forward not being shamed by where you're at yeah instead of thinking like oh, I got to do 100 push-ups yeah don't start the podcast until I'm up to 30 minutes walking so I'm not embarrassed when I tell people right yeah but that keeps you from ever getting started and so it was you know on that sense doing what we t- chose to do was uh, a chair um, Zumba I guess I- I'm not sure what we're doing is Zumba yet um, I think this is kind of the pre where you're just kind of getting some motions in, getting some strength, because we haven't really added the music, and Zumba has kind of a little bit of a dance style routine to it, you know. And so, but we've been, it's surprisingly, uh, or it's surprising to me just how sweaty and and, uh, how much of a burn I feel never leaving a chair doing these, they're about a 25 minute workout, and we do them first thing in the morning before we, have coffee or anything, so we're doing this about six o'clock in the morning, and uh, we uh, today. Does it does it feel difficult? You know, it wasn't like so uh, when we started. It wasn't difficult. We didn't use any, you know, in the video they're using some resistant bands, um, and um, like milk jugs or something like that that they fill up a certain level with water for weight and that kind of stuff. So <clears throat> we did it more uh we would you know squeeze our muscles and everything to kind of get uh make them burn and stuff but we weren't using any kind of resistance you know some you know 400 some pounds that that is the resistance you know um but uh so this morning we actually added uh we just grabbed uh soup cans out of the pantry and used those as resistance and uh, we've looked on amazon and i think uh this next payday will probably buy couple sets of resistant bands mm-hmm. and so that we can do that and uh, but unlike in the past where we don't start until we have everything we're doing what we can now with soup cans while we wait for those bands you know in the past I would have said well 
we're going to eat like kings up until Amazon delivers those because, you know, we can't start until we have everything. Yeah. Right? Um, so this there's a lot different this time. Even though I've been on 100 diets or more in my life, I've, you know, I remember losing 65 pounds in six weeks once. And, and you know, I, like I said, I was a voracious uh, reader and studier of health and like I said in the last podcast, I feel like I even took a course. I've got I'm, I'm, I have an old certification that's not active anymore, but um, as a, believe it or not, aerobics instructor, you know, because I took that back when I think I was 270 pounds, um, but I was only 17% body fat, so I was big and strong and, and could do all that stuff. I got certified as a certified. Um, this is man. I think this is maybe before you were born or when you guys were real little um, as an aerobics instructor. And so I learned like the music timing and, and uh, kinesiology and studied all that stuff. So I feel like, like I mentioned last podcast, I feel like I've got the knowledge to write a book that could take somebody to any length of goal they had clear up to the Olympics if they want to. I've just had my own mental roadblocks to doing it for myself. Kind of like the, the, the overweight smoking doctor that gives you health advice. Yeah. Uh, he's got the education, but he's not living it himself. And so this this feels completely different. You know, there's a lot more hope this. And there is, uh, the pressure's kind of off when you're just open from the beginning that, you know what, I'm sick, I'm fat, I'm addicted, I can only, you know, I, I can't even sometimes get past Putting my shoes on, you know, my heart rate spikes on my watch, my Apple watch, just getting ready to work out, you know, and it just being going on record that it's kind of freeing. There's nothing to hide. It's like, okay, this is where I'm at, you know, and for whatever reason, how many bad decisions and whatever, um, I'm not going to lose another day to shame yeah. or trying to hide it or be something I'm not or fake it till you make it. This is freaking where I'm at. And, uh, I believe by admitting that and just moving forward, uh, good days are ahead. And it's just putting, I mean, it was even hard today. It wasn't very hard. There was a mental moment where I was like, oh, we don't need to do the chair workout this morning because we did it yesterday. You know, you don't have to work out every day. But then it was like, no. So, yeah, we just did it. And so it's like, we'll probably just do it tomorrow, you know? And, so, and, and it's not so, so, so difficult, I can't do it every day. So you're starting the Nike thing, just do it? Just do it, that's right. Just do it, just be it, just live it. Um, just not stop. Because um, I think, like we said with cheat days and stuff a few episodes ago, it's, you know, we can, yes, there's systems out there that allow that, but we know ourselves a cheat day isn't what their definition of a cheat day is. Our definition of a cheat day will set us back a week or more. Yeah, a cheat day for us is like um, eating like whatever you want the whole day and yeah, so, yeah, staying up till midnight so you can get that last bite in before the clock flips over to the next day. And when you when you have a cheat day like that, it's not. It sets you back mentally. It doesn't just set you back physically. Oh, you feel like crap. Yeah, and, and you're like, so I feel like crap, and now I've got to go do this workout that I was doing earlier. And now I don't want to. So why don't I just wait till Monday to start doing it, and then just the cycle continues and continues. Yeah, I've, I've had cheat days where I've gained more 
in one day that I lost that week. Yeah. And it's and maybe some of that's water, whatever you want to say, but it's like psychologically, it's devastating. Yeah, it's like, why, do, why, why work? Why even do anything if one day is going to destroy everything I did? Yeah, uh, it's easier just to find fatter friends so that I look better. No, <laughs> by average, right? <laughs> I've given up on dieting, I'm just going to go find fatter friends. <laughs> and, but for me, I feel, I'm feeling kind of tired because I just got done um, doing 30 minutes of cardio on the elliptical. And I really like my elliptical workout right now because like, I have it kind of timed with uh, my music so I have so it's t like six songs seven songs on my um, Spotify that I listen to okay and one of the songs I'm like I've showed you the song um, Changed by NF is one of the songs that kind of inspired all of this and like so tell, again, tell me more about that like uh, the song what what was your thinking what got sparked by that song well, it just goes through this whole thing of like, it talks about how he he thinks he's been wanting change for his whole entire life, and then he realized that he's been running running from change. Like every, every everybody thinks they're running towards change their whole life. Talk to anybody; they're talking about how they want yeah. to do this in the future, how they want to do how they're going to set themselves up to do great things. And then you talk to him from a year, and they're still talking about the same thing. Right. They're either running from the past or chasing the future, but nobody's living today. Yeah. And and he goes and like, and then he goes into like one of his lines about saying, um, maybe this is just me. And then it, and then in the background music, he says, just that's just a lie. You're just what you, why you're saying that so you don't have to change. Like, like, how many people have you known that just come up to you and say, "Well, this is just me. This is how I am." Right. That's justification. Not, yeah. Justification. That's not how you are. That's just you're not willing to change. Right. Right. And and like, I just it just it made me rethink about because like what we talk about. We've tried so many diets. We tried veganism. We tried keto. We tried. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, to the extreme, right? Yeah, we tried. Ended no meat, then flip a switch, and the next day it's nothing but meat. <laughs> yeah, then then it's fasting and not eating it at all. Yeah, intermittent fasting. And then it's going to a vitamin world or whatever it is and spending $400 on chemicals and supplements that some really buff guy tells us will change our lives. And then, and then buying prep food and yeah. not eating it to to, <laughs> to overnight oats every morning to giving yeah. giving one of us a hundred dollars and saying we have to lose this month lose this certain yeah. amount and, and if three days into it choosing a bag of potatoes or potato chips over winning your hundred bucks yeah it's the most like, expensive potato chips you've ever eaten and all, all, all those <laughs> things we could say i tried everything yeah all the, the like we, a lot of us like to just say I tried it instead of committing yeah. to it. I, I love because in my, you know, in my uh, stint as you know, counselor and coach and some of those things, I hear a lot. Pretty much everybody that comes to me stuck will use those words. I've tried everything, and then you know, within a minute, I've spouted off five or six things, and they're like, "Oh no, I hadn't tried that. No, not that. No, not that." I'm like, "No, you haven't tried everything. Yeah. You've tried just enough." To say to say to justify where you want to be anyway. Yeah, just to your just comfort. Just to justify giving up. Right, right. But if if you're pressed, 
you know you haven't tried everything. Have you tried everything like you would if your child had cancer? That's why I look at obesity is just as bad. Diabetes is just as bad. Any of these things, if we use the same intensity that we would yeah. to solve our child's cancer, yeah, we, we don't, what would that intensity cause you to do that you haven't done yet? Well, even a step past that, like we don't, if we just thought about um, obesity and diabetes and all that stuff, kind of like drug, a drug dealer or drugs or a person on drugs, like n when someone's on drugs and they're part of our family, we either help them as much as we possibly can or we ostracize them and make them go to a tough love. Tough yeah. love. Like we, when it but comes obesity to obesity is very enabled by our environment. Yeah, like we right? don't. They just the airlines just give you an extension for the seatbelt and give you, and you can upgrade to more leg room. The, the restaurants make the the. I, I, there was a time where I hated going to restaurants with booths because I couldn't fit in them. But now they're you know you go a lot of places they they increase the distance because the world's getting heavier, right? And so and then our families have been conditioned that to celebrate things with food and. And uh, yeah, any any celebration, maybe besides Christmas, uh, like I'm not talking about our family, but like culturally in the U.S., any anything maybe besides Christmas is around food. Like Halloween's yeah. around candy, Thanksgiving's around um, um, Thanksgiving food. Yeah, I'd say um, yeah, you're, yeah, I'd say most people celebrate a big meal with Christmas, but. What I even more with Christmas is all the days leading up to it. It seems like there's cookies and stuff everywhere you go. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know, every at work parties, the little things you go to, there's always then, something festive then, to eat. And then Fourth of July is all about grilling out and eating hamburgers and yeah, and fireworks and, and potato then, salad and apple pie and, and then yeah. Memorial Day is about going to the lake and bringing yourself a whole bunch of food and grilling at the lake. Like it's yeah. everything's a built. Well, yeah, I put on my, I think it was on my Facebook or Instagram or something the other day, something about um, we win in, we don't win in the big moments, moments of life, we win in the dailies. And uh, honestly, if we, like your mom and I, if we, every day we, we kind of eat right, we do our exercise in the morning, if you do those daily things, they're you can get to the point where the things you're talking about, the Thanksgivings, you can celebrate those things, have the traditional meals, and be fine, right? It's That's a very small percentage of the, of the meals you eat in a year, right? So it's the reason we avoid those is because they, as heavy people, we look at those and goes, oh man, that's a lot of calories because it's in your face and it's obvious, right? And so we avoid those, but then secretly, day in and day out, we're eating crap, mm -hmm. right? If we did the opposite, every day we discipline and we follow the system, then every time one of those things come or we got invited to a special event, we wouldn't have to hijack it by making it about our ourselves, because that's what we do, right? Mm -hmm. We'll go there and all of a sudden, oh, no, I'm not eating that. It's my, you know, I'm taking care of my stuff. And we put on this called false sense that we've been working ourselves when this is probably the only meal that we've avoided. Right, um, I I, rem I don't know if you want to go on record for this, but I remember at Christmas. Not Christmas, Thanksgiving. Oh, Thanksgiving, yes. Yeah, when I when I brought a blender and brought, brought a whole bunch of pea stuff. Pea protein. Pea protein. 
I was on my vegan kick, and everybody kind of... Yeah, so, grandma didn't like me. Then. Yeah, so Grandma cooked the traditional everything, big family thing, and you go over and blend you a protein or a uh, vegan protein shake yeah, and don't eat nothing. I had banana and strawberries and kale. Yeah, and so you brought your little pharmacy there, your little veggie pharmacy, and made your own, which was awesome if that was really your lifestyle. Because on both sides of that, you weren't as clean, right? But in that big moment when everybody was looking, it really stole the show and brought it on you. You were the the talk of that Thanksgiving, right? And that one year's Thanksgiving is whenever anybody brings it up, it's you're the focus, right? And we do that. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I'm saying it would be more... Uh, I don't know what the word I was going to say non-toxic or loving or whatever but it would be better or beneficial it, beneficial it'd be better if we just showed that kind of discipline in the normals and then when there was something special we could just partake maybe not gorge like we have in the past but we can partake in a way that we can enjoy we can have a special moment we can honor the others around us and not steal the show because of our and make it about us in any way, right? We can just kind of blend it, do our thing. Yeah, because it it can turn into like, um, it can, no, like like what we talked about, like it can turn into like the systems against us, kind of. Right, and yeah, so when everybody's complaining, why aren't you eating this? Then all of a sudden you can have this from the yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get healthy, and look, my whole family's trying to get me eat mashed potatoes. Or even even like then you go into deeper, like you try to start blaming Walmart, and you try to start blaming. McDonald's. You sue McDonald's because you're you're fat because you eat there for 20 years, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you try to when it's really it's you not have your self control and not choosing not to eat there. Yeah. And so like like the biggest thing is just learning to have self control, which is hard when it comes to food when all your life you haven't really haven't had self control. Right. Because like. And it's weird because we have self-control in other things. People, like, when we go to work, we're always at work. Me and you, like, yeah. we work hard. Yeah, our work ethic work. is over the top sometimes, right? Um, if we, so it's not, I've always said that people go assume that a heavy person's a lazy person. Um, there may be that, but really, it's an addicted person, right? Because you can look at the other contexts in their life and find out, they're not lazy at all. I mean, they're over the top and disciplined in some of these other areas. But in this one thing, they just don't have control of it, right? In fact, uh, we may have put more effort in trying to overcome this than anybody. We might be the least lazy thing we, we do. We just aren't winning, Yeah. right? We're doing the wrong thing. We're uneducated. We're ashamed. We're just depressed. There's something on t other than laziness because we're probably working harder than anybody, mm -hmm. but we just can't win. Yeah, what people don't know when they look like a, at a fat person is that they, they think, like what you say about you have all this knowledge, they don't realize that we are trying. They yeah. just think, oh, you're just not trying, not focusing yeah, it's on It's just it. easier, and I'm just kind of learning this, it's easier to study than to do. Yeah. So I can trick myself into thinking I'm working on my obesity by 
reading three books on how to overcome it, but never changing anything. But mentally, I've gotten the, the dopamine or whatever reward and stuff from the pursuit that I now I'm, I can relax the intensity that's in me to do to change because it's been satiated by the studying and other stuff and talking about it. You know, even sharing your goals with somebody can make it less likely you're going to pursue those goals because you already got the reward for sharing it. Yeah. So like, but when I but back to what we were talking about, with me listening to that song, it just made me think deeper about him because it goes into him talking about how I'm I'm not scared of change. I'm scared of committing. Oh, and like committing is like totally different from change because when you commit to things, it's it means that you can't change it again. You can't when it gets hard. You can't change. Right. Well, the first thing came to mind when you said that. I kind of looked at my wall because I have sticky notes of like things that keep me motivated and stuff. But everybody always talks about the fear of missing out, right? Um, that I don't want to commit um, uh, to one thing because there might be something else over here I'll miss, right? And so we end up missing both by not making a commitment. And so I ran across one that says, instead of FOMO, it's um, FOBO, fear of better options, right? And so that's like, and that's the kind of the same thing. And I think of that with what you just said, I don't, I'm not, I don't fear change, I fear the commitment because if I make a commitment to do this something every day, then there might be a better option that comes that now I can't say yes to without this confrontation. Mm -hmm. So it's easier to just be vague and go, oh, you know, let's see how today goes, right? And then usually if somebody says that, you know they're not gonna do it. You know, you've probably been, um, let me think about it, I'll call you later. That pretty much means no in a nice way, right? Yeah. And that's what we do with our dieting stuff. We know what to do. But when it comes right down to saying, hey, are you going to do this for the next 12 weeks? That's the kind of the standard diet time frame, right? Yeah, I don't 12 know. 12-week things. And I don't know if you have this feeling whenever, like, and then he goes on to the song about whenever he says he has to commit, like, everything in his body tenses, tenses up and is... Wars against him. And, and, it's, and, it's, and everything is against him. Everything is... His all whole, the excuses. All the excuses. In. Even the body. Even like, I don't know. Um, I have this problem when I think about losing, like, like before when I thought about losing weight and committing to no drinking water. I tense up because I. Drinking soda. I, no drinking soda um, in large quantities. Like, <laughs> See, you just qualified it. Yeah, but like. <laughs> but like Saved yourself so you can have a little bit. But like, you're thinking, like, everything in your body tenses up and rivals against you because. It's already saying no. Well, and honestly, you know, as you're saying it, that you're not going to do it. I've done that even in my prayer life sometimes. Be praying to God for, and then while I'm praying to Him about this thing, I'm in in my mind going, "Okay, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) I'm not going to do that." So I just, I get to the point where you're just honest with God. Even it's like, uh, God, you're going to tell me this because even as I'm telling you this is what I want or I'm going to do I'm, I know I'm not going to do it because it's, <laughs> I, I guess the the better um, description of that is like you just you're filled with anxiety now yeah I, you just created a you, you, conflict you, you already you 
created a conflict in yourself and you already have and now you have anxiety over it yeah and for 20 or 30 years or 40 for me how you've dealt with anxiety over conflict is eating eating yeah right so, so now you just created a conflict over losing weight that drives you to comfort yourself through doing the opposite yeah and like and one of the hardest conflicts is yourself mm-hmm. out of anything because because that's the one person you can't move out of the way you can't you can't run from yourself it's yeah. impossible and, and so when i read uh kind of the current psychology on habits and those kind of stuff um what i'm finding the move to is current psychology or teaching on it is we have to get out of our minds right for well since the 5 a.m miracle book came out and some other stuff it's been really big on routine like morning routines evening routines and then you have like uh, Mark Zuckerberg and others that come out and they wear the same shirt every day so they never have to make a decision about what to wear and all these things to get us out of our head because especially with our diets if we're in our head we have well built up defense lawyers in our head mm-hmm. that will con- that will convince the jury that this is impossible and to go enjoy yourself Right, and so you have to avoid that courtroom by creating routines and habits that are automatic motions done without thinking about it. Yeah, and like it's it's hard to do that because, yeah. like what what I was talking about at the beginning, where I said I, I've been, I was tired because I just got done working out and I had my um, music set up for like thirty minutes of hard elliptical workouts where I'm not taking long breaks. I'm right. trying to stay with the beat of the music and everything which is hard yeah and so and one of the ways i do that is i like what we're going to talk about later is anchor i make sure every song i have in there has a meaning to me to keep on going forward because like if i listen to a podcast i don't know how you listen to a podcast and working out like i don't have any emotional attachment to it so it's not giving me motivation to keep on working out even though i'm feeling tired or pain or something like that and so I keep on going because the the emotion that I'm feeling is more important than the pain that I'm feeling mm. to the music and then like while, while I was driving home from work I hate driving home from work because like I, I made this decision like two two days ago right when I when I said I was gonna try to be um, 315 by by Monday I was like, okay, if I'm gonna be 3.15 by Monday, I'm gonna to have to work out. And like I said, okay, well, I'm gonna write down the three things I have to do to accomplish that. And I said, okay, I have to work out as soon as I get home. Like, there's no compromise, I have to work out. and drive straight to the gym or drive home and change and straight, straight to the gym and work out as soon as I wake up and stay below 2,000 calories. That was my thing. And it's so hard on the drive home because all you are, all on the drive home, you're in your head the whole time. Mm-hmm. And you're like thinking about, <coughs> you know, you you worked out really hard like yesterday. And I did work out really, you saw my yeah. my shirt was yeah. drenched and sweat yeah, and everything. Right. And like you, my mom could say, you don't, need to, you don't need to go do another 30 minute workout. You did, you did two yesterday and you also did weightlifting. Why, why do you need to do that? 
And it's like, no, I made it, I wrote this down. I made a commitment. I gotta do it. I can't. And like you said today, like I, with the um, aerobics or what is it called? Zumba. Zumba. You said I did it yesterday. I don't need to do it today. And like that was the same the same thing in my head while I was driving home for an hour. <laughs> and it sucks driving home for an hour. I I thought about just getting a gym membership in Joplin when I'm get off work. Just so you, so you only have a five minute drive to get to the workout. Because like your mind can make you. Like what you're saying, you have like defense lawyers to make you make you feel good, yeah. pretty much, and it's hard to do that. Hard to say no. I'm going to stick to this commitment, and and you just you just just do it. You just right. stay with that commitment. Right. And and when I coach people, um, like in that situations, that those are the kind of things I would um, ask them to consider doing. Okay. Obviously, your environment and the things that you, the, the things that stand between you and your and the gym are causing there's speed bumps that are slowing you down, and if there's too many, you won't be able to crash through them. It's kind of like the karate guy trying to you know karate chop through eight bricks or eight boards or whatever. Um, okay, if you can get feeling bad because you can't do eight, but he broke six, right? And six is awesome. But so how do we reduce the boards between you and your goal um, until you get so you can be, get to your goal and then add the boards back in if needed later, right? So like you were saying, the boards between you and your goal of working out is you just getting off work so you're at your tired point, uh-huh. 45 minute drive, then having to go home first to change then going back out afterwards, right? And those kinds of things. So, you know, in code, I'd say, what can we do to limit the boards in between or the roadblocks in between? And like you mentioned, a gym membership that's closer so you can go straight there and then drive home, right? Of course, that might create another roadblock of finances, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, but what about as soon as you get off, going, going while you're there, changing a new workout clothes, and then get in your car and driving home so that you can go straight to the gym and avoid having to come home first. And then you come home and change because um, where you work, when you get off, you could go into the restroom and put on your workout clothes before you ever got in the car if you wanted to, right? Yeah. Um, so you would just limit that down to where it's almost laughable not to meet your goal because you've taken every roadblock out of the way. So now if you don't meet your goal, it's just because you don't want to. Yeah. Right? And I, that, and and even that, like, I think you've done that before and then you still don't do it. Yeah. And you're mad at yourself because you, 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 you made all this, like what we talk about, we bought all this stuff. And <laughs> I don't know how many times we've done that. And then, like, yeah. it, it's hard to, it's, it's hard to figure out what the secret formula is to yeah. make yourself do what you want to do. Yeah, I remember grocery shopping. I remember we put all this vegan stuff out on the table and we took, like, Pictures. Our, our little selfies and Instagram pictures and created our posts and created this whole thing and got likes and everything. And probably at least a third of that went in the trash on eight, right? While we ate something else. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you, and then we just start kind of stop talking about it, right? We, we have a history of showing up publicly when things are going right. Yeah, that's and just what, kind of ghosting when they're not. Yeah, that's why I'm, that's why I'm not trying to... Um, change change everything at once 
like because you look at a lot of um people on youtube and like joe rogan and all this stuff they always talk about just go full full on change everything and like i don't think that works for everybody yeah it it doesn't work for every everybody um and it's very overwhelming um, i think there is probably some truth to that um in just uh I think part of that is our willpower, or you want to call it, or our grit, or whatever you want to call that initial burst of energy that we seem to all have when we're inspired. Um, they would say, use that to make as much change as possible before it goes away, right? But if you're not creating routines and habits during that time, um, that grit is going to dissolve. That that initial rocket boost is going to, going to be used up. And if you don't have the second stage rocket ready to go, you're going to quit, right? And now that you've failed, you tried 10 things and failed instead of one thing, now you've got 10 times the reminder that you're a failure, yeah. which makes it 10 times, 10 times more evidence against you next time trying, right? So yes, Use that initial motivation that comes from inspiring yourself. You know, people go to Tony Robbins events, spend 10 grand and come back. We've done that when we went to prayer conferences when we were with the church, you know, and come back all excited, but nothing, we didn't set the things in place to keep that excitement going past the first week or two. So you come back with all this burst and you start all these things and have all this stuff and but then you find yourself back or even less than what you were before you went you know like i just spent all that money all that time and i'm in a worse spot than i was yeah, before because at the beginning it's almost like a sprint and you can't sprint forever yeah yeah and so now i mean some of the common wisdom now is uh in habit psychology and motivation psychology is choose one to three things don't write down more than three goals right and then um bring those goals down to the very next step, not 90 day goal, 120 day goal, three, you know, none of that. But okay, if you develop a 12 week goal, it's only so you can destruct it, de deconstruct it down to what you need to do today. So that when you do this 90 times, it reaches a three month goal. But you can't think of the 90 days, you gotta think of today, all right? So if I, like you said, if you need to wanted to lose five pounds in a week, you really need to focus on losing three quarters of a pound today, right? Um, and what do I need to do to lose three quarters of a pound today? And that doesn't seem to be as such a big goal as when you're thinking five pounds or 10 pounds, right? Yeah. And then you have to create, lay the anchors that you wanted to talk about um, that you can build your routine on and then you get to the point where after it depends on who you talk to habits are formed anywhere from 21 to 66 days of consistency mm -hmm. you know depending on the person or the science you're looking at or the or the research but say 66 days and then it becomes a routine and as long as you don't break it you know they go into the psychology of streaks right as long as you don't break it that routine will now support you instead of being something you have to do, it's something that supports you so that you have the energy to do other things, right? So, okay, so let's talk about anchors. So what, 
how do you how do you start an anchor? What is the, like the first step you got to do? Right, and so like I said, there's lots of different books and different authors come at it different ways. So after reading all of them, um, I typically like to read all those two or three times and watch some YouTube videos and then see if they have a podcast to keep it ongoing so I can really develop it. Yeah, because I, yeah. I, I went on YouTube and I like saw like three or four different types of anchors. Like one anchor is like for um, car salesmen. Like if you go online and let's say you're a customer and you go online and you look up the price of price, that's your anchor. So you right. think like it's 17... 17,000 you think that's the right price for a car you go to a car salesman and it and they're selling it for 15 so you think you're getting a price but you didn't go to the if, if you didn't go to the other lots that you didn't know there was another right, because one because you were anchored at 17 15 is a deal even though across the street you could have got it for 13 yeah and you so you accept the 15 because it's less than what you thought it was going to be or or when and then I found another one like a book like if you want to remember it quote like a lot of people fold like the inner thing of a book mm -hmm. and then close it so whenever they want to have that quote they can just look for that and that's the anchor and they pull it out and can read that quote right so there's like i guess there's a lot of different definitions for right anchors. so when you're looking at habit formation or routine formation um for an anchor um, my understanding currently and how i'm putting it into practice is I look through my day and I find the things that I already do that don't require thought. Yeah. Right? They're, they're my anchors. They're the things that are, happen day in and day out, you know, which can be as simple as I wake, I get out of bed every morning. That could be an anchor. I don't have to think about it, but at some point I get out of bed. Right? I, I have coffee seven days a week and I'm kind of a coffee snob, so I make my own, I grind my own beans. I do a Chemex pour over, French press, something. So there's a process that I enjoy that's, I don't have to make decisions, it's kind of a, it's a routine, right? Yeah. So that can be an anchor. I have, uh, working from home now, but I have a start time that's an anchor, uh, estimated end time that's an anchor, a break time that's an anchor. Um, we typically have dinner at five or 5.30, that's, without thinking about that's an anchor and then your bedtime you know if it's pretty much the same all the time that's an anchor right so now you take those anchors throughout your day and you write them down in the times and you then you look at your goals and you see is there any steps to those goals that could follow one of those anchors so um, how I've done it right now is when I get up, I used to just start my day, copy, and then if I happened to make it back into my room where my pills are and felt like it, I might take my pills. Mm -hmm. Well, now I've anchored that as soon as my feet hit the floor, I have um, a drink that I put out the night before that's on my nightstand, and I, I went and organized my pills. So like I said, if they're in seven bottles, I'm probably not going to do it. But if they're in a pill minder, all I got to do is pop the lid and pour those pills in my hand and throw them in my mouth. So I set my environment by getting the tools I needed to make it easier. Mm -hmm. And then I anchored that when my feet hit the floor, I pop, I anchored taking my pills and taking that drink. Right. And so pills are done. 
right? So I wake up every morning, that's the anchor. So I, I get to the point where now it, it just becomes automatic. As soon as my feet hit the floor, I reach for my pills. Right now it's still in that stage where I have to think about it. But as I do it and anchor to that, pretty soon it'll become a morning routine where I'll find myself taking my pills without even thinking about it, right? And then we anchored, we did kind of a, a pre-anchor um, with your mom and I since we both enjoy our coffee so much and once we've had our coffee and kind of relaxed, that usually leads into time to go to work. And so then we don't have time for anything. So we have anchored that um, I start, I, I grind the beans and I start the process um, but we're not allowed to drink our coffee until we've completed the chair workout. So as I'm grinding and stuff, I go to my iPad, I find the video I'm going to do, I throw it over to the Fire TV so it's on this big screen. And your mom is setting up the chairs and grabbing the soup cans or whatever we're going to use for resistance. And we sit there and do it, and we do it in 25, 20, 25 minutes, and then we pour the fresh coffee and we enjoy our coffee. So that, so I know that if I take a, go to take a sip of coffee, I'm like, oh, that reminds me as an anchor that I haven't done the goal thing. But pretty soon it's just going to be routine, right? Um, so that's pretty much it. Other than uh, my other goal was eating healthy breakfast. Um, honestly, lately, I've just, the coffee's been my breakfast. I haven't, so I don't really have an anchor for that. Mm -hmm. um, so I've done, since I've been skipping breakfast a lot, um, I've been kind of going ahead and taking lunch because normally I have a breakfast and then dinner and I skip lunch. Um, but because of that whole routine in the morning, um, with the workout, drinking the coffee and going to work, I'm kind of waiting till noon. Yeah. Um, and so basically that would be the anchor break time is an anchor to go eat something that's healthy. Because we haven't made the decision yet. We haven't upped the goal to where dinner is going to be a perfect dinner. So that helps me eat better at lunch, knowing that okay. I'm going to get the junk later, right? Yeah. And so I don't need two junky meals, right? And uh, uh, so there's not really an anchor tied to that, except it's break time. Break time is the anchor, right? Mm -hmm. But that, So that's how I'm using it. Um, a, some people will... If, if they naturally uh, wake up in the morning and they uh, uh, put their tennis shoes on, the putting the tennis shoes on is the anchor to go for a walk. Every time I put my tennis shoes on, I don't do anything else to went out the door and took off walking. So, but an anchor, it's anything that you already do that you can tie a step towards your goals too so that they combine into a compound and you know when you do the automatic thing you're also doing the thing that you need to do yeah so would be would me be um writing down the three things saying when i get home from work i have to go work out or when i get off before work i have to go work out and then um when i wake up i have to work out and then the 2,000 calories. I don't know the 2,000 calories, how that would be an anchor, but with the coming home. Yeah, I, I would say the 2,000 calories wouldn't be it, but you go to that next step, and when you define what 2,000 calories looks like, mm -hmm. so what is that you're actually eating, and the time when you're eating, you could anchor that to waking up, or um, you could anchor that to... Um, 
Well, if you know, the, the, actually the eating could be an anchor to drink water since water is your goal and that's what's hard for you. Okay, so is there, is there a difference between anchor and motivation? Like, it, yeah, so what you're doing is you're, you're, um, you're creating an environment that supports your motivation. Okay. Right. Okay. So we, we have a limited amount of motivation um, unless you constantly have inputs coming in to keep it ramped up. So you want to move from motivation to habit. Okay, so like like when I, because well, I usually take my pills at like 10.30, and so like whenever I take my pills, it reminds me I don't want to be taking the pills. So is that an anchor or is that just motivation? That, I would say if that thought always leads to a thought, it could be an anchor um, for kind of mentally and emotionally, not necessarily an anchor an to the step, unless mm -hmm. it leads you to an act like journaling about it or something like that. Okay. Because I, I was wondering, because like even with like, um, so would like my music list that I, I run to or jog to, is that an anchor? that I put the music that I know will motivate me to continue? Hmm. Kind of. I, when I think of it, and like I said, I haven't finished studying this, but at the macro level, at the basic level, I would say the anchor for working out would be getting in your, would be the drive home. You have to do that. Yeah. You do it every time. There's no decision making to be done because you have to get home. So the anchor would be anytime you get in your car after work and drive home, you go to the gym. Because because what I'm because I'm what I'm thinking about is like because I feel like a more powerful anchor, like what I'm what I do with, I guess, is anchor it with your why. Yeah. So I, I look at the music and some of that stuff as more as tweaking your environment to support the goal, support what you're trying to do. And you're, you're also removing resistance. So you're replacing the resistance of being in your head with having music, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so those are, you know, having comfortable workout clothes is supporting your environment. Putting on your workout clothes would be the anchor. Okay. So you're putting them on, which is going to lead to going to the gym, right? Now, what type you put on would be more of a support in creating the environment that makes it easier to complete the goal. Right? You're more apt to do it if you're wearing clothes that don't chafe, right? Or that don't make you stand out in a way that you feel uncomfortable in a crowd, right? If your belly's hanging out because they don't fit you or something, or you know, they you know, sweat in some way that you know, shows your body off in a way that, you know, that makes you anxious, then that those workout clothes aren't supporting you and doesn't really do with an anchor it has more with the environment so i believe you have to set it you have to set the anchor and then set the environment so the environment so the anchor for me is to work out before the coffee mm -hmm. the um, setting the environment is having the chairs and the soup cans or the workout bands and the YouTube channel set up so there's no thinking. So it's the environment is there to support. It'd be dumb not to do it. Everything's set up. You know, if I have to go find chairs and then <coughs> find some cans and then 
know, the tea, and then the you know, go through all the steps of getting finding a video. I need to know what video I'm going to use before hap. If I wait to prepare at the time I need to do it, there's going to be too much opportunity for the defense lawyers in my head to talk me out of doing it and go back to comfort, right? So I need to go. You need to set your environment, tie it to an anchor, and create this thing where it's almost laughable not to complete the task. Yeah. So, so you're. What I feel like is that you need to support your environment. You need to support your anchor with a good environment. Exactly. That's a good good way to say it. Right. So, <coughs> so you would be setting the environment, which is removing an obstacle by getting your workout clothes on before you got in the car. Getting in the car after work and driving is the anchor that leads you to the gym. Once you're at the gym, the um, comfort of the clothes, the music that you've already prepared, you're not sitting there as you're working out trying to find good music. You already know your playlist, you're looking forward to it. You, that's your environment that's gonna support you to get through your workout, mm -hmm. right? that makes sense? Yeah. Okay. So where do we go from here? We're at 49 minutes. So Another great podcast. Um, so you feel good going into the next few days all the way to, are we going to do another podcast on Sunday, Saturday or Friday? I think, yeah. I think we're here in the next couple of days, we'll do another one, try to get three out this week. Um, I think if we can average three a week. Um, enough will happen in between each to, to have a decent conversation um, and not so much time will pass that we will lose motivation because I think this podcast is part of that setting the right environment to keep us motivated. Yeah. Right. But, but yeah, I, th I feel good. I need a, what I need to do Friday is like since I get paid Friday, I need to actually set up a good meal meal or set up meals that I can have because right now I'm like because last night I had um, like just like a small like I think 32 ounce of soda and that's pretty that's much not small <laughs> 32 but that's, that's all three I, cans that's all I, that's all I drink all, <laughs> that's all I had all day that's only the only calories I've had all, yeah. they sell 32 ounce bottles so you can feel like you had one yep <laughs> and so, so like, um, so I haven't eaten anything, or that's the only calories I've had is that 32 ounce from last night. Yeah. I haven't eaten anything since um, Tuesday, not Tuesday, but yesterday was Wednesday. Yeah, Tuesday yeah. at 8 o'clock is the last time I ate something solid. Yeah, and, and I think we need to be careful with that because you're fasting, but then you had sugar. And that is a combination that's going to lead to a binge because at some point the addiction, the sugar, all the stuff that the sugar does to your body is going to psychologically, say the word for me, Psycholo psychologically um, overtake your defenses and lead down a road you don't want to go. So, so yeah, you're fasting, which is a win, but you need to support that fasting with more, more healthier choices than just pure Sugar, sugar. Um, otherwise it won't be sustainable. But right. you you have enough willpower and motivation right now that it's working. But you can't count on that. You got to set your systems and your environment and your anchors so that when that power runs out, you have a safety net. Yeah. So I plan on 
plan on making something tonight because I'm, I'm already hungry now. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the keys for you is what I've watched is you get motivated, you meal prep, you do all the meal planning. But what I've noticed is you meal plan what you think you should eat instead of what you will eat. Right, so you just lose money, create another loss, which mm -hmm. makes it harder to do it again, right? And uh, so I would say, don't try to win all in one day. Don't try to go from what you've been eating to perfect because some Instagram photo made it look like that's the way to go. Yeah, because you want to be able to take a picture of it and post it. Because but, like, um, really like most of the food that I think I should eat, I'd rather fast than eat it. Exactly. So, so it might be healthier to go, okay, here's what I want to eat. Mm -hmm. And now, is there a move in the right direction in these different meals where I can have this meal and slightly over time make corrections to it where it becomes more healthier over time. Like going from the white rice to the brown rice, right? You didn't change the meal and you, just made, you just, and you didn't notice a difference. You're like, huh, so I might as well. That's what I need to do with uh, coffee creamer. I need to go ahead and find a sugar-free one and start testing those or you to can the try point it. where I get, get to where, oh, I didn't really notice a difference, so why have the sugar? Or you can use like almond milk, something like that. I yeah, I tried that. I'm not there yet. You don't like it? It's all right, but when you go from very sweet French vanilla store-bought stuff to something less, there is a noticeable amount. So, <clears throat> so I know if I go to sugar, the best sugar for you isn't going to taste the same, but is it a point where I don't, I, I can stick with it? Yeah. And then, you know, if you stick with something long enough, your body will adapt. You know, your mom used to drink, when I met her, she drank Coca-Cola like fish, you know. And for years now, she if she has soda at all, it's Diet Coke or Diet Dr. Pepper. And I couldn't, when I, you know, back then I was big on Dr. Pepper. And if I tasted one of her Diet Cokes, Cokes I'd want to like, ugh, wretch, you know, it's like disgusting. And she said it was at first too, but now if she, she's been drinking the Diet so long, if she drinks a, a gets a hold of a regular Coke, it makes her nauseous. Like for a restaurant they hand, you know, my Coke or Dr. Pepper to her and her diet to me, she's like, oh, she's not like, oh, cool, I got a treat. She's like, that's disgusting because her body adapted. Yeah. And so if we trust our bodies and we give them time, right, whether it's 21 days, 66, whatever, if, we, if we'll enact just a little discipline, our bodies will reward us with adaptation. If, and then if we support that adaptation with some environmental changes um, and whatever else we need to break our addiction, it won't be so hard. And then we can work on something else, right? We can go, okay, that's now a routine and automatic. Now I can take the same energy and put towards that next goal and that next goal, right? Maybe that, that might not be a health goal, but something else. Okay, well, we're almost coming up to an hour, so. We're going to say hasta la vista. Until next time, we'll be back. Yep. Yeah, that was bad. Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. That was more uh, older Schwarzenegger. Um, anyway, uh, thanks for hanging in there with us, guys. Share the podcast. Um, we still haven't created a Facebook or an Instagram. We're going to go with it, but um, we will get there. Keep, uh, keep listening. I hope we're making... Um, some sense to you and, and offering something that's 
that you can hang on to and make you think and make you make a, a choice in the right direction for you or a loved one. So, because yeah, um, the biggest thing is just start. Just start, right? And do the next right thing. Don't think in big terms. Let's, you know, we're always macro. Let's go micro. What is the very next positive thing I could do in the right direction? And just do it, right? All right, till next time, this is Russell. This is Daniel. And this is the Fat Week Podcast. See you guys later.